Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hello, my loves. Welcome to episode, wait for it, 250. Yep, milestone episode 250, discouraging dating apps stats. I also have to share, as of this past week, we hit 700,000 downloads. I am so touched and so appreciative To all of you who have been loyal listeners or your recent new listeners, there are so many relationship podcasts out there. So for you to tune into mine is what keeps me going. I've been doing this podcast now for four and a half years. For those of you who don't know, I deleted a good number of episodes from the earlier batch of episodes because I really am not the coach I am today that I was back then. I hope that I continue to evolve and expand. I know I will. I know I will because I'm so committed to this work. Yes, I healed my heart over multiple awful relationships and I found the man of my dreams. But I always say the work never stops on myself and the work never stops on my relationship with my fiance, Larry, who is my dream man, my best friend, my partner, all the things that you hear that sound like too good to be true, but he really is. And yet we have our challenges. And so I'm really committed and I feel so grateful that he is really committed because what we have is so worth it, but the work never stops there either. So now I'm not just coaching clients on healing their hearts, deepening their relationship with themselves and finding love. I'm I'm coaching clients on their new ideal relationships because old triggers come up and you're figuring each other out and compromise comes into play and curveballs are thrown to one of you or both of you that has nothing to do with the other and learning how to navigate all of that. So I personally love that the work never stops because I think it would be so boring if you reach a certain place and then go, oh, now I don't have anything to work on or expand on or heal through, work through, grow through. So I love this work and I love that you love this work. I'm assuming you do because you've been listening for so long and I get amazing messages from people who tell me that they have healed their hearts. They have deepened their relationship with themselves and raised their standards and, you know, really recognized how worthy they actually are and have found love just through listening to this podcast, which is what really keeps me going. I would greatly, greatly appreciate if you have been listening for a while and loving this podcast, if you would please rate the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and share what it is that you love about this podcast. As I said earlier, there are so many relationship podcasts, so it would really help me and help others find this podcast in the midst of all of them now because you know, algorithms and all that stuff, which we're going to get to (laughs) when I start talking about discouraging dating app stats. Finally, before I dive into this episode, for those of you who celebrate, Merry Christmas, because this episode launches on Monday, December 25th, Christmas Day of 2023. So 
if you are listening and you are heartbroken right now, just know I had many, many heartbroken Christmases. One where I could not get out of bed and then I forced myself to take a shower and I literally collapsed in grief in the shower. And I don't know if that sounds dramatic to you. I really just remember feeling so crippled over in pain, keeled over in pain, I should say. And remember just being in shock of how overwhelming it felt. It just was so scary to me and so daunting to me. And I didn't know how I was going to get through it. And I didn't have this work. And I'm so grateful to be able to offer that to you today. And I just want to say, you will get through this. You absolutely will get through it. This keep showing up, keep doing the work, let your heart break. Don't believe that it's going to always be like this. It is not always going to be like this, but you, you've got to show up and do the work. You've got to lean in and you've got to believe that this is all unfolding for you, which I hated to hear when I was in the thick of my grief, multiple griefs, because I got my heart broken multiple times. And if you are listening to this episode and you are just so over being single and so over going home and people asking you, are you seeing anyone? And just feeling really discouraged. I hear you and I see you and I get you because I also spent many holidays wondering if it's always going to be like this and just feeling a little wah, wah, even though I love my family and I would be so excited to see my niece and nephews. There was so much to celebrate and appreciate. I definitely had some lonely feels and that's okay. And again, that does not mean it's always going to be this way. But I wanted to do this episode, Discouraging Dating App Stats, today on Christmas Day of all days, whether you listen today or later in the week, because as we wrap up the year, whether you celebrate Christmas or you don't, maybe it's a different holiday. And I hope that all of you had a wonderful, healthy, happy holiday. Or maybe you don't celebrate the holidays, but there's always holiday spirit in the air, whether you're miserable or whether you're happy. I feel like there's this buzz going around and a lot of energy and busyness happening. And even if you don't celebrate anything, maybe you work in an environment where it's, you know, celebrations or you're invited to other people's holiday celebrations. It's just in the air. So a lot of you, I assume, who are listening had a lot of shit going on and maybe still continue to through the new year. And Even if you're heartbroken and you can't even think about getting on the dating apps, let alone opening your heart again, I hope that you, and I'm assuming you will, because here we are now six and a half minutes in, that you'll just stay open to hearing my perspective. Because this is what I love about the coaching work is that even when you're hearing a shift in perspective about something else that you're not even ready to look at or doesn't even directly relate to you in the moment, it helps you shift your brain about whatever it is you are working on in the moment. That's why I would really encourage you to apply to my group program if you've been curious about that, because I think so many people, some of my one-on-one clients are also in the group and they just say, it's so helpful to watch other people get coached and just see the power of the work working and be able to see 
so clearly from the outside other people's blind spots. So then it's like, oh, now it's easier for me to recognize my own when I'm watching coaching happening with other people. So that's what I think is really cool about this work. So I just think, let's be real. If you're listening to this podcast, period, whether you're heartbroken or single and looking for love, the ultimate goal is to be happily in love. That's not everybody's goal. But if you're listening to this podcast, I assume it is what you want. And I really want you to start thinking forward about 2024 and making that possibly happen for you. The dating apps is a sore subject for many people. It was for me on and off for many years. But if you don't know, I did find the love of my life on Bumble. And it was when I let go of all of my mind drama about the apps. It doesn't mean the apps aren't brutally annoying. It doesn't mean that there isn't a ton of bullshit that happens on there. It doesn't mean that there aren't crickets. It doesn't mean that there aren't losers. It doesn't mean that there are people that you would just never in a million years look at twice, let alone once. And I don't say that to be an asshole, but we're not put on this earth to be attracted to every single person. That all exists. But that doesn't mean that the apps don't work or that they don't work for you. Because I don't know one person who's gone on the apps and said, oh, it's just a magical experience. No, we don't need it to be a magical experience in order to give it a try. Now, before I get into how this episode specifically was inspired, there are some of you out there right now who maybe shouldn't be on the dating apps. I just was working with a client. She was really struggling with the apps and she was really getting into her head about what isn't working, what isn't working. It's not working. And I did this and I still nothing. And I reached out to this person and it was spam. And, you know, she was so wound up about how not successful it was for her that we tried a lot of mindset work and she just couldn't untangle those limiting beliefs around it. And then it just became a triggering and yes, discouraging experience. So I encouraged her to take a break just to take a step back because I felt like it was almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. She was so attached to how it's not working that it kept not working. And I think that there is an appropriate time and place to take a pause. But the pause doesn't mean okay, take a pause and not date at all or not think about dating at all or not look at the resistance to the apps. You could heal your resistance to the apps or shift your resistance to the apps, I should say, while not being on the apps, right? You can still do work even if you're not actively swiping. And I do want to be very clear. I say this all the time, but I think people forget this because I'm such an advocate of the dating apps. I don't think the dating apps are the only way you can find someone. I've never said that, but I do think they are the most mainstream way in 2023. And even if you never find your person on the apps, that was my thought. If I don't find my person on the apps, I just want to be someone who knows that if you have a tool at your fingertips and you just never know, why wouldn't you consistently swipe every day and be in a headspace to not react to all the things you don't like about the apps. They're not expensive. They protect your privacy. There's so, you know, there's there's so much positive about them. And that is just my perspective. So, this episode was specifically inspired by a client who I've been working with now 
for six months. And we really spent a lot of time healing her heartbreak over a terrible, terrible, narcissistic, abusive man. I wouldn't even call him a man, person. And she really felt very daunted about the dating apps. And we've done a ton of work on being open. And I think a big thing that has helped my clients is that I help them with creating their dating app profiles. And I think when you really love your profile, it's like, wow, I am really amazing. And you are being really clear about who you are and what you are looking for. There's this next level of confidence and clarity when you put yourself out there. That's what I've observed with my clients. And it makes them really excited. And I think it makes them proud to put who they really are out there and what they're really looking for out there. It's also very vulnerable, but don't you want to be vulnerable in your most ideal relationship? Sometimes my clients fear that they're scaring men off because they're saying, I want kids. They're saying, I'm looking for a serious relationship. And I'm like, good. If you scare those people off by saying that, then you've just weeded out a bunch of people. So I say, be very clear about who you are and what you're looking for. And that does not mean just check off like what it is you're looking for. Use a prompt that talks about the kind of relationship that you are looking for. Don't be shy about saying what it is you're looking for. I think you get my point. And so we created this amazing profile and it's not um, it's not like a fake resume. It's her truth. But there's something to be said about capturing your beauty on the inside and out. And I know a lot of people have mind drama about their pictures. That's a separate episode. And, you know, finding the right words to express who you are and what you're looking for. And sometimes that's hard to do when you're talking about yourself in this way to put yourself out there for a romantic partner. I mean, aside from the fact that I think that dating apps are amazing, it's, it is weird to be like, Hey, this is me and this is what I'm looking for. But we, we, we've got to get over that. And she has this amazing profile, but she definitely has a lot of limiting beliefs around what's on the apps and a lot of resistance to what's on the app. So we decided, I decided that we were going to swipe together. And so we did two sessions about a month apart. Not on purpose. It's just the way we do regular sessions weekly. But the two times that we swiped, and I'm telling you this for a reason, so keep your ears perked. She had a lot of fun because she was intentionally swiping with me and I was asking her her thoughts and, you know, what she thought were red flags in some cases. I was like, this is not a red flag or what she didn't think was a red flag. I would say that's a red flag. And, you know, we did it together and we had some laughs. So yeah, I would suggest if you're finding the swiping process to be so brutal, do it with a conscious single friend or a trusted friend in an ideal relationship who understands what intentional swiping is. Don't do it to just have laughs and look at all the reasons why the dating apps suck and just focus on the losers and the weirdos on there, that's not serving you. I mean, every once in a while, you're going to have a laugh and be like, what? I mean, there are some, you know, interesting characters out there for sure. 
but someone who really understands, you know, the results that you're wanting to find. Not, oh my God, these guys are all such losers. They're such weirdos. Gross, gross. No, no, no. Swipe left, swipe left, swipe left. No wonder you're single, right? We we don't want to go down that rabbit hole. So someone who's got a really elevated mindset who isn't going to be reactive to, again, the inevitable bullshit on the apps. And if you want to learn what intentional swiping is all about, then I highly recommend you sign up for my course. There's a whole video on it in the Find Someone Better section or apply to my group program or work with me one-on-one. Everyone gets access to the course for all three of those offers. We had so much fun on these Zoom calls and she swiped right between the two Zoom calls on seven guys. And we came up with amazing prompts or icebreakers, I should say. And yes, I have no problem with a woman making the first move on the apps. Not just because you're on Bumble, and I'm speaking in heteronormative terms here, so I know it's different depending on what your sexual orientation is. But you know, Bumble, if you are a straight woman, you have to make the first move. And they designed that for the woman to be in a position of power. And it is fascinating to me how people are like, fuck that. I'm not reaching out first because our brains are just programmed to think that it's working against you. But actually, it was designed to work for you. You get to pick, you get to decide. And say what you want to say to this person who could potentially be your person. So we came out with came up with great prompts. Actually, she's swiping on Hinge. She didn't have to, but you know, your ideal person isn't going to be turned off by you, quote unquote, making the first move on a dating app. And someone who would be turned off by you putting in a out putting out there a thoughtful reach out first and they're turned off by that, not your person, right? And so a couple of days after the second session where we swiped together, and remember those two swiping sessions we did were a month apart. Our weekly coaching calls are consistent, but we just swiped together for two sessions that were about a month apart. And so then she messaged me a couple of days later and said, hey, just wanted to let you know that I haven't heard back from any of those guys in between the first time we swiped together and the second time we swiped together, you know, that's seven people who didn't want to respond. And I'm really discouraged by those stats. And what I responded with is, and I said this to her, to be encouraging, not discouraging, but seven reachouts in the span of a month is nothing. Talk to me when you have, so let's say seven positive reach, or I should say seven quality reach outs, right? In one month. But she only did it two times. She only went on there two times. And or maybe she went on there a few more times, but she didn't swipe right. But I don't think it's a coincidence that when we were swiping together and we were combing through the men that she found some intriguing, some weren't like, oh my God, yes. But oh, there's something here that's intriguing enough that I'd be willing to reach out. That she found seven people on the two times in the span of a month that we were swiping together, but she didn't swipe right on anyone else, but she really wasn't swiping much. She told me this. Seven swipe rights in the span of a month is nothing. If you swiped every day, 15 to 30 minutes a day, and let's say, I'm just trying to think of the numbers here. 
maybe let's say you swiped right and matched with someone or you reached out to someone once a day. And I know that doesn't always happen. You could have a swiping session and be like, yeah, I wasn't interested in any of them. But I'm just, you know, thinking on average. Talk to me when you have reached out with a quality reach out that was very intentional to someone who you thought seemed intriguing between 20 to 30 times a month for 12 months and none of them write back. Then talk to me about how those stats are discouraging. So let's lowball it. 20 swipe rights with intentional reach outs in a month. That's 20 a month times 12. Oh boy. What is the math there? Is it 240? 20 times 12? Yeah, I think it's 240. Intentionally reach out to 240 people in the span of a year and then tell me the dating apps don't work. Yeah, I'd be curious. I would be like, let's look at this further. But never has anyone come to me and said that that is the amount they've done or 120. And then tried to tell me that, you know, this is why the dating apps just don't really work for me. Another thing that I hear, and and this particular client has actually said it to me, is just, you know, I just, I just don't think he's on the apps. How do you know that? You don't know the how. And when we're attached to the how, I think we fuck ourselves over. And like, who cares if he is? Who cares if he isn't? There's a possibility that this person is at your fingertips. And my new motto for the apps, I think I mentioned this in a recent episode, is it's no sweat off your back. It's literally some thumb movement on your phone to see if your ideal person is on there. It doesn't have to be so difficult and it doesn't have to be so triggering and it doesn't have to be so discouraging and it doesn't have to be so painful. If you're just open and like, he may be on here, he may not be on here, but I'm really ready to find my person. And I'm really clear about who he is. And I'm really clear about how we are together. And I'm really clear about my worth and what I want and how I would want a future to look with this person. And I just think about how I would feel with him here and the thoughts that I would think with him here. And it gets me so giddy and excited. Why wouldn't I? when it's a crazy time in my life and I'm super busy and I'm working and I've got family stuff and I've got other demands, not carve out 15 to 20 minutes, 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night and swipe and see. And then you get to be a human and feel a little frustrated or a little disappointed when you reach out to people that you like and they don't respond, but you don't have to make it mean that the apps suck. You don't have to make it mean that there's a different app that's better. You don't have to make it mean that you're never going to find your person, whether it's on the apps or off the apps, whether he is on the apps or she is on the apps or they are on the apps or off the apps. They're just there to help you and be a mainstream tool for you to potentially meet your person. So you get to be a human and not make meaning out of seven swipes or 10 swipes. And I encourage you to be really consistent most days for 12 months while you're managing your mind and self-coaching and being kind to yourself and taking the best care of yourself and going to that feeling place 
of that person being here every single day. Is that a lot of work? Yeah, it can be. And this is an honest question I think you need to ask yourself, how badly do you want it? And it doesn't mean, you know, you hear people saying, I wasn't even looking. I didn't even care. I was just doing me. I wasn't even like needing love. And then that person came and you get so annoyed, right? But I also think if you want something so badly, it's also okay to go after it every single day and make it a top priority. Yeah, it can work when you're unattached and it can work when you're attached. I was definitely attached to finding someone. I just didn't care about the when. I didn't care about the how. And I didn't care how long it took. I mean, I got to that place. For a long time, I struggled, as I said earlier on this episode, for you know multiple heartbreaking Christmases and multiple Christmases where I wondered, is it always going to be like this? Am I always going to be alone? You know, of course, because again, I was a human. But 2019 was the year that I said, I am not fucking around. Finding love is my top priority. But so was building my business and really making sure that I could comfortably stand on my own two feet. So I put my business first in the first eight months of 2019. And this is just my own experience. I'm not saying this is what you should do exactly. And then I really felt like I was in a solid place and it was the right time to call love in. And I created these processes and I intentionally swiped and I didn't need him to come, but I really wanted him to come. And I had fun swiping and I had fun dating and I had fun thinking. And I just like, I have this big smile on my face thinking about him coming. And then I had a weird feeling when I matched with Larry. I wasn't like, oh my God, this is my husband. But there was something different. There was something special. There was something I was curious about. And I think it's because I got to the place where I was just so open and so committed. And I was just having so much fun with myself, with my own company, loving the apartment that I had moved into and enjoying my space and really being in this space of gratitude for the incredibly full life that I created for myself in LA and having zero drama about being 38 and still not having found my person. I was just like, I am the best version of myself at this age. I'm so clear about my part in all the fucked up relationships that I was in. And I had to heal that. And now I'm just having fun with myself. The person who I end up with is so fucking lucky. I still think that. I do think Larry's really lucky. And yes, I can be a lot. And I feel so lucky. But also Larry and his kids can be a lot, right? So again, I always want to reiterate, it's not a 100% perfect, but it's 100% perfect for me because I'm not striving for perfection where there are no flaws or challenges or stresses. And the last piece of this regarding, you know, focusing on what doesn't work on the apps and well, I've been swiping, you know, again, I think that this is a great invitation for you to really get clear on, well, I should start counting. How much am I actually intentionally swiping right and putting in an effort to make a thoughtful conversation start? And sometimes they don't give you much on the profiles, right? You know, I mean, Larry had a blank profile, but I liked his face. And so I just asked him, what did those initials stand for? Do I have the honor of knowing your first name? And then he came back and he gave me his first and his last name and told me where he lived and asked me about being from Ireland because I said that on my, right? So It's not true that a blank profile means that someone isn't serious, but I'm willing to swipe right to find out more. And if he gave me nothing back, I would move the fuck on. 
I didn't care. I wasn't going to let the bullshit get to me. But the last thing that I want to say on this is beyond not letting the bullshit get to you and really starting to take stock on actually how much you're intentionally swiping right. And look, sometimes some months it's not going to be 20 to 30 swipe rights. But if you're just really committed to consistently swiping every day, and I just, again, don't think it was a coincidence that the two times I swiped with my client, she had seven intentional swipe rights. And is it a bummer that none of them responded? Yes, but seven is nothing. We have no idea where that guy is at. We have no idea if he has been dating someone for six weeks and he's not even really active on there. Like we just, we don't know anything. And yes, there's the possibility that they just weren't interested in your profile. Like that's a bummer too, but this is the name of the dating game. You've let people down too. Don't make the numbers mean that your person isn't on there or that your person isn't out there at all. Seven no replies. I don't know. It's not the right answer, but seven ignores or whatever you want to say. You guys know what I'm trying to say. I'm still a little jet lagged. Larry and I went to Ireland last week for like five days and that's an eight hour time difference. Never do a short trip like that from California to, to Europe. Just because there were seven dudes she reached out to in the span of a month who didn't respond, that's better English, has nothing to do with the apps working or not working because you're just looking for one person. You could get 70 no's or 70 people ignoring you and still create your yes on the apps or your yes somewhere else. But just because seven dudes on the app ignored you or 70 dudes on the app ignored you doesn't mean your person would ignore you on the apps. I really want you to process that because we use evidence. We use the seven people or, you know, I'm just saying seven because of my client, but I've heard a variety of numbers. I remember a client coming to me and I will never forget. It was in October of I don't know which year, 2020 or 2021. And she's just like, but I've been dating for so long. And I was like, how many dates have you been on this year? And I think she actually counted seven or eight. And I was like, yeah, that's nothing. And seven or eight dates might sound like a lot to you. But when you are looking for your person, it's like when you graduate for college, you have to apply to a lot of jobs. And maybe some of you got the first job you applied to, but that's not everybody. Sometimes you have to apply to a lot of jobs or nowadays for college, at least in the United States, kids are applying to 20 or 30 colleges because they just don't know if they're going to get in. The, co the competition is insane now. Seven or eight dates is really not a lot of dates. And I know there's always someone out there who's been on one date or I actually do. I know of a good friend of Larry's and he met a woman and she just came out of her marriage and she was like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to get on Bumble. And they matched and the rest is history. Yeah, that can happen. But if it's not happening to you, the best thing you can do is shift your mind and not even think for a second that seven no's or seven people ignoring you is a discouraging stat. It's a bummer, but it doesn't mean that your person isn't on there or that your person doesn't exist at all or that the apps don't work. So I'm going to let you sit with that. I want you to think about your 2024. And if you are heartbroken again right now and you're not even thinking about dating, and then when you think about dating, you're like, about the dating apps. I want you to think about 
how you can just shift your perspective. Because I'm hoping that as you guys hear how I'm saying, like when you're looking for one person and there are seven people who ignore you, that literally has nothing to do with the apps not working. It's just seven people who happen to be on the apps that didn't respond to you. That's literally all it is. Where can you shift your perspective on your situation? Maybe it's, it could be a completely different situation. Like if you're heartbroken right now, he doesn't want me, I want him back, and you're feeling like nothing, where can you shift your perspective on that today? Because that's what this work is about. Constantly shifting your perspective to lighten you up, to open you up to healing your heart, open you up to the right person coming in. And how can you show up differently and think about these situations differently? Because that changes your energy. And again, there's exceptions to every rule. If you're heartbroken right now and you're just despondent and you just need to tune in to hear somebody talking about something to get your mind off of your own situation, that's fine too. You have to meet yourself where you're at. And if you're so overwhelmed about what to do next, whether you're heartbroken or single and looking for love or you're in a relationship that you're not sure is the right relationship for you, you can't tell, I highly recommend that you go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and click on the work with me page and check out those three offers. The dating apps are here to serve you and help you and amuse you, not fuck you up or make you feel miserable or discourage you. They're here to help. They may be the tool that gets you to your person. They may not, but they are literally at your fingertips. It is no sweat off your back. And I would encourage you to show up consistently and intentionally every single day. Tell me about 240 intentional swipe rights where none of them responded and none of them went anywhere before we start talking about how the dating apps are discouraging. You get what I'm saying? I hope so. And I would love, love, love to work with you and look at your story, your stuff, your approach, and create the results that you desire for 2024. So much love, my loves. Until next time. Bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after. 